You see, first we have to emphasize the fact that Jamie's joining the Satanic Temple, and although she argues that Satan is not someone that they worship, at the same time they're using his symbol. Wow, the devil is so cunning. He doesn't care at all if you believe in him. He just wants you to believe in what he stands for. He wants you to believe in utter chaos. He wants you to believe in absolute autonomy. He wants you to believe that there's no such thing as truth, goodness, or a purpose for the human being. And he wants you to believe that it is perfectly okay to stay silent about abortion or to be an advocate for abortion. You see, Satan doesn't need you to believe in him in order for him to be effective. And so we have to remember this, although they're arguing that they are not supporters of Satan per se, they're using his name and they're using it quite wisely for a reason. But I want to call them out on three of their arguments that might be distracting you. Number one, I want you to understand where their arguments are coming from. They are using the satanic temple and their code, which they stand by seven fundamental tenets. And one of those tenets is, quote, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. And because of that, they're using their seven fundamental tenets to claim religious reasons for why they should have a right to abortion. Bottom line, that's what they're arguing for. So here are three of their arguments, and they basically touch on conscience protections. Now, first, I want you to understand, when they're trying to make the argument that their arguments are the same as our arguments as Catholics, and we're going to go between Catholic arguments and secular arguments here for a minute, you need to understand that Catholics argue for conscience protections because it has to do with what is true and good considering all persons involved, the mother and the child. So let's break down these arguments. Number one, they make the argument that Roe v. Wade is a risk because of religious arguments that are used rather than scientific or legal arguments. So they're saying the pro-life movement doesn't use science or legal arguments. They just use religion. That's a lie. Number one, life begins at conception. In fact, I can cite to you three basic medical textbooks that touch on that. I'll start by citing the Foundations of Embryology that was published in 1996, and this is its sixth edition. It talks about how, quote, almost all higher animals start their lives from a single cell, the fertilized ovum known as a zygote. Continues to say the time of fertilization represents the starting point in the life history or ontogeny of the individual. A second source, the 1976 book, which this is actually the fifth edition, of a scientific encyclopedia, another textbook often read in medical school, that says at the moment the sperm cell of the human male meets the ovum of the female, and the union ultimately results in a fertilized ovum, a zygote, a new life has begun. I could go on to even cite the National Geographic on their whole presentation they did on the womb, a completely secular, and as many might argue, scientific group, where they talk about the unique set of DNA that is created at the moment of conception. A hu- and they say this, quote, a human signature that never existed before and will never be repeated. That's all science and has nothing to do with my religion. So there you go. That touches on the science part of it. How about the legal right to life? 
that they're claiming we're not making any legal arguments. Number one, we have to recognize that even the most recent research, for example, coming out of Oxford, shows that a heart of a human person starts beating at 16 days. We could go on to talk about human development. I'll mention just a couple key things, such as the fact that by week eight, every organ is in place. And in fact, the baby begins to hear and has its own set of fingerprints that are forming. It could be convicted of a crime, just like the mother could be. By week 11, the baby can even grasp objects and all of the child's organ systems are functioning. By week 12, all the parts necessary to experience pain have been there. I mentioned the organs are all already present. This child just needs a safe environment to be nourished and needs to be given time to continue to grow. Not only that, we also have to touch on the fact that even if this child were not as developed as it is by week 12, we could discuss how the fact that a 12-year-old is less developed than a 25-year-old and a 23-year-old, in fact, their brain isn't fully developed, they still don't have that full frontal cortex developed that has to do with reason. So should we be able to kill people up until the age of 25 because they're not fully developed? These are all scientific arguments and legal arguments. So thank you, my religion had nothing to do with it. Number two, the satanic temple claims that a woman has a right to bodily autonomy. That is self-determination, the freedom to choose what she will do with her body. That's just not the case. Here's the response. The above arguments that I just gave a moment ago have nothing to do with religious beliefs. The autonomy over your body only goes so far as you actually are autonomous in only dealing with yourself. When you're pregnant, you're dealing with two people, period. No questions. There are two people there, maybe even three if you're pregnant with twins. Do we really need to debate now if the baby is a person or not? Because if we do, let's go. I'm willing to have that conversation, and you should be ready to as well. Because this bodily autonomy just doesn't hold up. And yet again, I didn't need my religion to help me give that answer. Number three, their argument is this, and I need you to understand this. The Satanic Temple claims it is working to use religious arguments such as conscience protections and religious liberty to win their case for abortion on demand. Okay, let's respond to that. Conscience protection has to do with the right to not do something bad. You see, the Catholic beliefs on moral issues are not arbitrary, but they're human-centered. Science, psychology, and sociology directly complement the Catholic teaching specifically on abortion. I don't have to give you Catholic arguments. I can use strictly science, psychology, and sociology to help you see that to be pro-life is the best thing for baby and the best thing for mom. We, as people of, of faith, however, we fight for liberty because we fight for the freedom of the human person to pursue what is good and true for the flourishment of a human person. 
so that we can be happy, so that can we can live to our fullest capacity. I'm sorry if my religion offends you, but my religion is actually steeped in who we are as people. And so I don't even have to bring my religion into an argument when you accuse me of my Catholic views being the only reason I'm pro-life. Go back, listen to what I just said, because it's very, very important when people attack your pro-life stance because you're religious. Don't stand for it. You don't even have to bring up your religion. We need to push that to the side. 